Welcome to the 618 Now, a production of the Chamber of Commerce and the O'Fallon Weekly, where we give you a snapshot of what's happening right now in O'Fallon and Shiloh. Today is Friday, September 22nd, 2023. So Jessica, what's going on? This week, the Leadership Institute class of 2023 graduated. All right. Lead-In is a chamber program that is designed to develop the next generation of community leaders. And today, we have a graduate of this year's program on the episode with us. Hi, Nick. Hey, how's it going? Other Nick. We have yeah, not Nicks. me. <laughs> not it. Nick squared. <laughs> well, I'm hey, too old. Huh? I'm you, too old. You are too old. We'll, I, we'll talk about I just about barely that. snuck in. So uh, this is true. I've been trying to get you to do this for years, and you were like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Now or never. <laughs> well, thanks for being here today. It's good to be here. Thank you. So, um... Every month since January, you've been part of the lead-in group, which means what? Like, I'm curious how you describe what lead-in is to other people if they ask. So lead-in to me, I'll be honest, when I first signed up for it and when I first got accepted, I wasn't sure what to expect. I'd spoken with a couple of our telecommunicators who had gone through it and kind of gotten a quick overview. I knew that it would be learning the behind the scenes of the city, the taxing bodies, the schools, but I didn't really quite understand Um, how in-depth we would go into some of these topics. For example, the hospital. I had no idea how hospital funding was uh, procured and um, how all that worked. And that was very, very eye-opening. And even though I've been with the city here for almost 17 years, I didn't understand the different taxing bodies and exactly where all of our taxes come from and where they go to and um, how it ties into the school districts and how all those different... uh, funding sources kind of balance each other out. Sure. So you said you've been with the city. What is it that you do for work? So I'm a police officer. I'm a patrol lieutenant um, with the city of O'Fallon. I've been a lieutenant for about two years now. Uh, Like I said, 17 altogether with the city. I've done a variety of jobs and kind of where I landed right now is patrol lieutenant. Sure. So I would say, so as a patrol lieutenant, that's up in the ranks Mm -hmm. of the leadership within the police department. Um, something that I, I want people to know about Lead-In is you don't have to be on a specific leadership trajectory no, to you don't. be part of the program. So what would you say to someone who's thinking about applying, but maybe they feel like they're not qualified or they wouldn't fit in? What would you tell them? Well, again, it, it really makes you a more well-rounded citizen. Just understanding how the different parts of city government work and how the different um, areas of this this Metro East work together from the Air Force Base to we talked about the hospitals and the school districts. I think it just really helps make a a more well-rounded individual, not necessarily uh, those only on a leadership Mm -hmm. track, but anybody who just wants to become a better informed part of their community. Sure. The other part of lead-in, aside from the education that you just talked about with healthcare, Scott Air Force Base, Mm -hmm. city government, those type of things, there is a leadership component to that where we talk about strength finders and owning our own leadership capabilities. Um, Can you talk a little bit about how you might be a little different as a leader right now, or maybe your perspective might be different than maybe Nick back in January was? Well, absolutely. I think it opens your mind to understanding that not everybody is going to see things the same paradigm that I see things through. And just because something makes sense to me mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's going to make sense to them. And in order to really be an effective leader, I think we have to understand the people that we're leading and what motivates them, what is going to help get them on board with our ultimate vision, and our ultimate goal, and allows us to work together towards that goal. It's, uh, it's definitely a change because 
law enforcement, right, wrong, or indifferent, is a paramilitary mm-hmm. type operation where you have a very distinct command structure and you do something because your supervisor told you to do it. Right. Well, now as that supervisor, it's not just do this because I said so. It's let's find out why this is the best thing to do. And if it's not the best thing to do, I need you to tell me and we're going to work through this together. Sir. We're going to lead by doing the best um, by taking the best route. Well, that's my idea or my subordinates' ideas. And Leadin has really brought that to a forefront to me of understanding that um, because I th- see things a certain way, it doesn't mean that's how everybody sees them. Sir, speaking of differences, you guys had a really good class this year. Oh, absolutely. Talk about some of your colleagues and classmates and the, the, the diversity, the dynamic, like how are the meetings with the people that were in there? Oh, it's, it's certainly a... a I don't want to say a weird and an unusual dynamic because you have some people who are in um, public safety. We had me and the other Nick Fensum who yeah. uh, is in EMS. We had business leaders. We had nonprofit leaders. We had people who work for the city, but maybe aren't in a leadership role. Mm-hmm. We had uh, again, people that several that worked for nonprofits. So we had Rick who works with uh, Boy Scouts of America. And we had Brianna who works with big brothers and big sisters and they're both non-for-profits and it's such a, uh, you know, it's an unusual dynamic because the way that they see things and they see their employment and their leadership is way different than I mm-hmm. see my employment and my leadership. And I think it's good. It it balances out the opinions. It balances out the, the world views. And um, it's really great just to understand that everybody sees things differently. And um, So you referenced earlier the education piece of it. Um, so we had a lot of speakers come in. Thinking back to some of those speakers... If you could hang out with one of them for a day, who might you choose? Oh, definitely. And you can't say me. They would definitely be somebody at the Air Force Base. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Outside of me, yeah. which is the obvious choice. <laughs> well, since they let me fly the fighter jet at the Air Force Base, <laughs> I think that that's <laughs> where down. I would go back. Yeah. Um, they didn't let me fly a fighter yeah. jet. I got to sit in a plane that was turned off in a hangar. But if anybody so, could. I was almost Tom Cruise, though. That's still cool. Just right it there. It was very cool. Uh, Honestly, it would either be the military or Jeff Dawson with BJC, uh, learning how the hospital works and functions and seeing his passion for that. Yeah. Uh, I think that him and I could sit down, have a long conversation and really, um, really get a lot out of that. Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> Jeff Dawson, prior to being in healthcare, was in, do you remember what industry he started in? Uh, I remember him it's saying. really unusual. Yeah, it wasn't anything that was even related to healthcare. Casino management. That's what it was, yeah. And now he's an amazing healthcare leader. Mm-hmm. Huh. Which there are probably a lot of, you know, paths that cross in those two different Absolutely. Uh, careers, but yeah, probably bring a really great perspective to mm-hmm. how to fix healthcare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so in Leiden, Nick, we have two main goals: to introduce you to people you might not meet otherwise, mm-hmm. and then to provide you with education that would be difficult to get elsewhere. Based on your experience this year, would you say that we achieved those goals? I think so. Uh, a lot of the education that we received is kind of for me, stuff that I was tacitly aware of just with my involvement in the city, uh-huh. just touching on city functions and touching on some of the businesses coming in and being on the different um, special event uh, councils and stuff like that. I had a, an idea, but I could certainly see that somebody coming from an outside career that is not involved with city government would have a lot of opportunity to, to learn. Yeah. Um, and if you remember, I didn't make all the classes. I missed one. The public safety the one. The public safety one. <laughs> You got called away for a major case. I was on a major case. Literally the first time we've had a sworn officer in Leiden and he was not at the (laughs) public safety. I feel like that's probably a good excuse though. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was was the Metrolink homicide that happened down there in 
Washington Park. But be honest, you'd rather have been hanging out with us. Oh, absolutely. 100%. 100%. (laughs) So, Nick, a question we get asked often is, is lead-in working? Like, how do you measure success in lead-in? How would you answer that question? Is what we're doing working? Uh, I think it is. I think how you measure success in lead-in is going to be a difficult thing to quantify because it's not a, there's not an end goal that is easy to take a test on and say, yeah, you now have a 10 instead of a five. It's more of an opening up your mind, um, making yourself, like I said earlier, just a well-rounded individual, well-rounded citizen, getting a better perspective on how everything works together. And I can say for me, I took a lot away from it. And I'm sure that people with maybe not the same background that I have in, again, knowing a little bit about all these different aspects of the city government and the schools and stuff they would take a lot more away from it just because it's all new to it's them. all new to them mm-hmm. yeah i think sometimes it's a little overwhelming every meeting we start i always say like this is my favorite meeting and it's true because in that moment like i forget how fun it is to learn about all the different things well absolutely you can see how many times we went our four hours and we're still sitting around asking questions yes. and we could go another two or three hours just to kind of flesh out some of those yeah. details that people are interested in. Now, Lee, the first year or two we did it, it was, they were only two and a half hour meetings. Yeah. Can you believe No, that's... <laughs> I can't a, imagine. I, no. <laughs> it's almost... By the time you get going, you're already... Exactly. You're already done. Okay. Uh, recognizing that I'm a perfectionist and I don't take criticism well, if you were in charge of Leiden, is there anything you would do differently? <laughs> Tread <Why>? lightly. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying, that's wow. a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> I looked him right in the eyes. Wow. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Good luck with this. No, one, but guy. really, it's, I, <laughs> I like asking people that are fresh out of the program, like what what could be different and better based on what you had this year. A better variety of snacks. <laughs> I should have known you were. No, I. <laughs> in all fairness and all honesty, you did a wonderful job. Um, it is a difficult position to be in in your shoes, where you're trying to bring twenty people who have who very different backgrounds, mm-hmm. who don't know each other. We only meet four hours a month. Um, to make a cohesive group that is going to learn, interact together, have um, you know side conversations about the topic, and just grow as a group. Yeah. That's a very very difficult job, and I think you've done a, a wonderful. Um, you did wonderful this past. Oh, session thanks. Long. I wasn't fishing for a compliment. But oh, that's all right. I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> you can just pay me later. It's fine. Um, is there anything that you want people to know about Leadin that we haven't talked about yet? If you're interested in it, if you want to see how uh, things work in the city and in the community you live or work in, it's definitely a prime opportunity. Um, Like I said, this is the last chance I turn 40 next month, and uh, I'm glad I did it. Something I will certainly recommend to my colleagues. Is there a memory that stands out to you about this year? The Air Force Base. Yeah. Without a doubt. (laughs) That was pretty cool. Uh, They they really do a very good job. And I, I... Having lived in this area my entire life, I had no idea the far-reaching impact that our little Scott Air Force Base has around right. the world. Yes, um, I thought just the, you know, the there's so many different um, divisions of that Air Force Base. We could have probably spent a whole week there yes. and never seen everything, but it was just very, very eye-opening, and I I loved it. That was my favorite part of it. Wasn't it cool though? Too so one of the leading members this year, TJ. So he's mm-hmm. military. And um, I feel like during the, the meetings, TJ just act like, oh, what he did was no big deal. It, it wasn't anything that he would really describe as unique or special. And then we found out that like the supply chain wing that he works for, mm-hmm. like literally their motto is you can't fly without supply. Yeah. They, th- what he does on a day-to-day basis, like if he doesn't do his job, pilots and planes don't fly. Yeah. He puts his hands on things that go around the yes. world all the time. And he just acts like it was no big no deal. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, Nick, big congrats to you and your colleagues. Um, you guys made a big commitment this year uh, in graduating the program, and we really appreciate it. Um, and I personally enjoyed having you in the program. I thought you did a very good job. Um, I always like when speakers come in, not only do they showcase well, but I really like when our lead-in group um, reacts well, interacts well. Um, and when the speakers leave, they almost always say, wow, that's an impressive group. And I feel like you were a big part of that. Thank you year. very much. So thank I you for that. that. Um, and for those listening, applications for the class of 2024 are on our website and open. That deadline is December 4th. So if you're thinking about it and you meet the application criteria, which is only you have to be under the age of 40 and you have to live or work in O'Fallon and Shiloh, you'll want to get that application in while you're thinking about it. Um, we've already received quite a few. So I'm happy about that. And thanks, Nick, for being here. Thank you very much for having me. My big takeaway from this is I'm surprised that a woman whose nickname is Donut didn't provide better snacks, but <laughs> whatever. Um, before we get into the calendar, let's hear from this week's podcast partner, First National Bank of Waterloo. Today's podcast is sponsored by First National Bank of Waterloo, a financial institution with a deep commitment to the O'Fallon community, including President and CEO Rick Parks, a former O'Fallon Shiloh Chamber of Commerce president, member FDIC and equal housing lender. So Jess, what's on the calendar for this week? Today is Friday, September 22nd. Tonight there is live music at June's Breakfast and Patio in Shiloh. That begins at 6. Tomorrow is another Vine Street Market at O'Fallon Station. The market opens at 8 and live music starts at 9. Tomorrow is also another electronic recycling event. That's from 9 until noon at Carriel Junior High. We're going to link to that flyer in the show notes, and it's going to detail which electronics they accept, but these are always great ways to get rid of anything that you've been hanging on to a little too long around your house. And we're not tracking much on the calendar for this coming week, but next Friday night, September 29th, it is a tip a cop event at Texas Roadhouse in support of Special Olympics. Officers, volunteers, and athletes are going to be on hand from 4 until 9, so be sure to stop by and say hi. I got to get some rolls. The warm rolls. Warm buns. <laughs> that haunts me. <laughs> you called it that in the script. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, warm buns. All right. And finally, next Saturday, September 30th, is Chalk It Up to Art from 8 until noon at Art Gecko in the downtown district. This is where people create beautiful surface art using chalk. We're going to link to some of those photos from last year's event. I am always in awe at the creative talent that we have in our community. We have some really, really artistic people. And if you are one of those people, you can register online and we'll link to that registration in the show notes. And that's your snapshot of what's happening right now at O'Fallon and Shiloh. Well, on that note, I've got to get going. Thanks, Nick. It's always a pleasure. This podcast is a production of the O'Fallon Shiloh Chamber of Commerce. We're a nonprofit with over 600 members, and together we welcome, unite, and promote business. Remember, you can't buy happiness, but you can buy local, and that's sort of the same thing.